It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! My guest today is Allison Fields. She was a volleyball player at Texas A&M, played for the Aggies in the SEC. We'll talk about about her career playing collegiate volleyball at the D1 level and uh, what she's doing today at another college campus. But I'd like to welcome Allison Fields. It's a blessed to play. Allison, welcome. Hey, Ron. Thank you so much for having me. So what struck me about your life as an athlete is that you came from a family of athletes. In fact, your mom is a head coach in softball at St. Mary's University in San Antonio, where you grew up. So you had this um, elite college coach in your midst for 24-7. So that had to be helpful to at least have that uh, mindset as an athlete. But just talk about growing up in the fields, household, uh, being around your mom, and also your siblings who are athletes as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, my whole life just we've been – busy with sports it since the time I can remember we were always at um my mom's university either on her softball field or watching the St. Mary's volleyball team basketball team so we just grew up with watching sports and entertaining ourselves with sports uh which was a huge blessing in my life uh I accredit my mom to a lot of my athletic ability, but also my dad, he, um, great supporter in sports for all of us kids. And if it wasn't for my sister and brother, I would not have had the mental toughness or the physical toughness to be able to play volleyball at Texas A&M. They, they taught me what it, what it meant to be an athlete. So a lot of credit to my whole family. Yeah, in fact, your sister played for your mother at uh, St. Mary's University, softball, and your brother played club volleyball at A&M, which helped you to kind of get on the team or at least network to get on the team. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But your love for volleyball, this is interesting because obviously your mom was a softball coach. I'm sure you got a good dose of, you know, uh, taking balls on the diamond or snagging you know, balls in the outfield or just hitting in general, but uh, you had basketball you're associated with. You had a pool you could jump in in high school. So when did volleyball become this uh, sport that you would gravitate to? Yeah, I think it's everyone's favorite question. Was your mom mad at you when you chose volleyball over softball? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my mom... uh, my mom also really enjoyed the sport of volleyball, but what made me gravitate towards it was really getting to watch my sister play in high school. Mm-hmm. She played on the varsity team, played club volleyball. So I was at every single one of her games in my Catholic schoolgirl uniform in the stands. And yeah, I just remember one game specifically. We were, it was in the fifth set and, my sister was a libero and I couldn't watch. I was so nervous. And I think from there, I was just really drawn to the game of volleyball. And my brother loves the sport. So he's four years older than me. And every day after school, 
um, we went outside and we played trampoline volleyball, which basically we just played volleyball on the trampoline. And so I just was surrounded by it through my siblings and I loved it. It was it's such a fun sport. You could play it with two people. You could play it with six. You could play it outside or indoors. It's so versatile. Um, so yeah, I grew to love it. Plus to play Ron Meyer, we're chatting today with Allison Fields. She played volleyball at Texas A&M for the Aggies in the SEC. And let's talk about how you wound up playing for Texas A&M in, in high school. You know, I guess the college recruiting for volleyball really happens at the club level, but you did play for your high school team as well. Um, and you dealt with an injury in high school, too. I think ACL uh, injuries ran in your family, so which is not a good thing, but you, you were able to respond, recover, and then go on with your career. But talk about when the desire to play at the collegiate level, yet alone Division One. what happened during your club uh, time playing volleyball where you saw your talents grow and then you decided you wanted to go to Texas A&M? Yeah. Um, my desire grew for collegiate volleyball probably in middle school when I started playing club volleyball. Um, you put so much money and effort into club volleyball that yeah, I was just naturally drawn. Like, I want to go play in college. And so got to my sophomore year of high school, really just loving the sport, probably was playing my best volleyball at the time and uh, was being recruited by colleges. And, um, yeah, I think I tore my ACL, but, like, the good Lord really worked through that injury for the better in so many ways. But, um, yeah, I remember specifically the Texas A&M coach being on the court when I tore my ACL and just being devastated and coming back to my senior year of high school, I was eating dinner with my parents and I get a call from coach Corbelli asking me to walk on the team that they had a position for me as a mm-hmm. BS libero. And without hesitation, I told her, yes, um, <laughs> Just born and raised in Aggie, mm-hmm. um, love College Station and Texas A&M. And so, um, yeah, the Lord really just blessed that time of my life and truly gave me the best five years completing in volleyball at Texas A&M. What a great story that you, you know, made the team as a walk-on and as a D, DS libero. Let's talk about what a libero is for those people listening who don't know. I know, I know the word means to be free in Italian, but... Uh, I think you get. I think you. I think you get to wear a different colored shirt too, don't you, uh, Allison? When you're playing. <laughs> yeah, as a libero, you honestly that makes sense why it's called to be free. Um, as a libero, you wear a different colored jersey, and specifically, your role is you own the back court. So you're playing defense. You're picking up all all the balls that the other team is hitting at you. Um, so you are the ball controller on the court making sure that the setter doesn't have to run all around the court to set the ball, that you're passing the ball to the same place every time um, to make the game easier for your teammates. Now, you were an SEC Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, I want to ask you if you pride yourself in your defensive abilities, but tell me, what was the uh, the most fun thing to do? Was it dropping an ace, the dig, the kill? What was that thing that got you going? Mm, yeah, well... <laughs> I think before I got to Texas A&M, I was an outside hitter. So getting a block is always the best 
So I would say when my teammates got a block in college, that was awesome. Um, but for myself, yeah, a, a good dig or a rundown play where the ball is sporadic and you get the ball up, those are always the best. The adrenaline just kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> Chatting once again with Allison Fields, she played volleyball for the Texas A&M Aggies in the SEC. And let's talk about SEC plays. This is a high level of volleyball. And uh, in fact, you guys made a deep run into the Sweet 16, your sophomore season, losing to a team from Wisconsin, the Badgers. But uh, nevertheless, fun to be in that tournament. You got teams like LSU, Arkansas, team in Austin that you know about, right? Texas, you got to get a Mississippi State. So talk about the rivalries and just the competitive play in this Southeast Conference. Yeah, for sure. We don't like that team in Austin, (laughs) (laughs) but no, they're great. Uh, Yeah, rivalries within the SEC. LSU is always my favorite team slash not favorite team to play. Whenever we were going up against them, I just yeah, I got I had that pride inside of me that or we did as a team that we just wanted to beat them and I think it's it's it stems from our football teams also mm-hmm. but um LSU is for sure the top rivalry and then the second would be Tennessee I think for the volleyball team just because whenever you play against Tennessee they have this swag to them that <laughs> um they're just looking at you across the net like you are nothing to them and so you really just want to step on them um so those are two of the main main teams that we we got fired up for all right so playing in the sec you had all these rivals you talked about and then your sophomore season you made it to the sweet 16 playing in the nc2a tournament and uh obviously the goal before the season starts is to be national champions but just to be in that tournament and go that deep talk about the team chemistry i, I know it was one of your favorite teams in the four years you play there but just talk about that season and culminating with so much success. Yeah, that was for sure one of my favorite teams to play on. They, yeah, all those teammates hold a special place in my heart. But um, it was a great just opportunity. I mean, just when you you make the playoffs and then you keep winning to go to the next round, you just get this excitement and you like, oh my gosh, we can do this. Um, but that season was great. I remember specifically we were playing um, against Kentucky that year, and they're always ranked top ten in the S or in the NCAA. And number they won the SECs that year, and we beat them in four at their place. And yeah, that was just a year of just so many monumental moments where we really blossomed as a team, and it all stemmed from. Our leadership. I had three awesome captains that year: um, mm-hmm. Camille Connor, Holland Hands, Haley Slocum. They're all just beautiful human beings um, and great leaders on the court that um, continue to impact me till today. So I would say our team chemistry stemmed from our selfless, selfless and unrelentless leadership from those three girls. Yeah, those lifelong relationships and bonds are made, certainly. And part of that is because you travel so much and you got to see this beautiful country. But you talk about, you know, the camaraderie with your teammates and traveling really all over the nation as a Division One athlete. Yeah, 
It wasn't always easy, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, especially just when you, we got to travel everywhere um, on a plane to Georgia, Florida, Alabama, South Carolina, all over. And even one year we went to Hawaii, which is crazy. But um, just beautiful memories. You're you're literally forced to be with your teammates on an airplane staying in a hotel room. So you build these relationships and these friendships. Um, you study together, you have conversations together and just a great time to just be with other girls who love to play volleyball, but mm -hmm. start to see that we have more things in common than just the sport. And that's really where team chemistry starts to blossom. Now you were part of the SEC academic honor roll and you mentioned all this travel and I'm sure time management is very key, but did you find it uh, a challenge just to be uh, diligent in the classroom and also, you know, having to perform as a D1 athlete as well? Yeah, for sure. I think those, those days were always the hardest when you were coming back home and you got home at like one o'clock, two o'clock, and you had an 8 a.m. the next morning. Um, but it was all worth it. And I think as, as long as you time managed well and you gave your best effort, um, it was everything works out uh, for, for a good reason. And so um, it was definitely difficult. But when you have 15 other girls doing it with you, you know that you can you can get it done, and so we had study hall before games. We had study hall in our in our ho hotel room, so we had plenty of opportunities to get homework done, even though we weren't in a library. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we're going to find out what Allison is doing today on a, another college campus in Maryland. We'll find out what that's all about when Blessed to Play returns after this. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. We often hear from wives or husbands whose spouses are not Catholic or religious. If this is you, and if it's causing conflict in your marriage, what can you do? First, thank God for your gift of faith and recognize that your deepest longing must be for God, even if you have an amazing spouse. Then go deeper in your life of faith because you will need strength for this journey and recognize that God knew you would marry this person and this is your path to holiness. Next, consider what can I do to love and respect my spouse? It may be a struggle, but God will give you the grace to keep the vows you made. Last, recognize that your spouse does need to respect your faith. What is important to you should be important to them. Don't try to nag or manipulate them, but witness to them by your life. You can soften their heart towards the Lord through your marital love. To listen to our podcast on this and other topics, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Discover the life and legacy of Father Benedict Rochelle with CDs, DVDs, and books from EWTN Religious Catalog. Visit EWTNRC.com today.
Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Allison Fields. If you listen to the first half of the show, she played volleyball at a very high level. In fact, she was a D1 athlete at Texas A&M and uh, led the Aggies uh, to a sophomore season where she was able to, and her teammates as well, make it to the Sweet 16. They had lost to the Badgers of Wisconsin, but had a really good career there uh, playing for Texas A&M. And now she's on another college campus uh, talking about faith with other athletes and other students. But before we get into that, Allison, I know your faith is very important to you and you grew up Catholic. You went to a Catholic elementary school and middle school and received the sacraments. But talk about the blossoming of faith within you. When did this happen? I think I first started to find a relationship with the Lord my freshman year of college. Um, went on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic. The football chaplain at Texas A&M took about 30 students of us, uh, student athletes, to the Dominican Republic. And it was on this trip where, yeah, you're just, I was surrounded by so many, so many people that were living um, a different life than we do here in the United States. Just a life that I would view as poverty, but they were they were so joyful and had so much love in them. And really on this trip, I just was like, wow, like I I desire to know the Lord um, and know the Lord the way the people in Dominican Republic knew the Lord and had faith in the Lord. Um, and so that's where it really blossomed and has brought me to be where I am today. So on this trip, you encountered the Lord greatly, as you would say, but you began to question why you're Catholic, and you had to ask yourself these questions about, you know, what religion you're following. So uh, talk about what you were questioning and then why ultimately you remained Catholic. Yeah, great question. Uh, it was on the same trip that I just remember being with my seven teammates and I, we were all just talking about how we really desired a relationship with the Lord. And at that time at Texas A&M, I had a lot of great Protestant friendships who were zealous for the Lord. And so, yeah, I just began to question, um, like, why am I Catholic? And like, why haven't I met a Catholic that's as zealous for God as my Protestant brothers and sisters? Um, and so I just started to dive in deeper, like, why was I raised Catholic? Um, and what about the church do I not understand? And, and what answers do I need to have? And so um, instead of going home and saying I'm no longer being Catholic, I really wanted to have a good answer before I made that decision. And so thankfully, the Lord got me in contact with the focused missionary at Texas A&M, who started to walk with me one-on-one and really answer the key questions of the faith that I had um, about confession, the Eucharist, why priests are men, um, and why babies have to be baptized, um, which really just enlightened my heart to the church. And I know at Texas A&M, they have a very vibrant uh, Newman community there, and uh, I'm sure that assisted you as well. So, uh, all right, you're, you remain true to the uh, faith that you were brought up in, and now 
you graduated from Texas A&M and uh, you didn't enter the workforce, so to speak, or the, the corporate culture. You decided to go to John Hopkins University, but not to study, but to reach out to other students, bringing them the Catholic faith and just spiritually uh, encouraging them along the way. So talk about your work right now on the campus of Johns Hopkins. Yeah. So I'm currently right now working as a focus missionary. It stands for Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And our main goal is to know Christ Jesus and to fulfill his great commission. And so me and my three other teammates, we go out on Johns Hopkins campus and just try and meet students, meet them where they're at, um, and invite them into a deeper, a deeper and truer life um, through knowing and hearing about Jesus Christ and the salvation through His Gospels. And so kind of what that looks like is we have now for the past three months been leading Bible studies and walking with students mm-hmm. to help them grow in their faith. And sometimes we're rejected, sometimes we're not. And but it's all for the glory of God, and that's that's been the beauty and the life lesson I've been learning is it's all for the Lord, and souls need to know who God is and how much God loves them. Blessed to play Ron Meyer, joined today by Allison Fields. She played volleyball at Texas A&M and is currently working on the college campus at Johns Hopkins University in Maryland, uh, reaching out to their students uh, with a faith-based initiative. And, uh, you know, this is a secular university, Allison, and the ideologies vary. There's so much that the students are taking in and and they're young and they're looking to form their own mind and seeing what they truly believe and taking ownership of it. Is that a challenge for you doing your work uh, on that campus? Yeah, it for sure is a more vibrant campus of where people speak out of what they believe and um, what they think is true which I found a lot of beauty in us as a team. We talk about it a lot of, it's really beautiful to be able to go up to someone and have a real conversation and then just tell us where they're at and what they believe. And then they have open ears to hear what we believe um, in Jesus and in God. And so it honestly, instead of it being a barrier, it has actually created an open space to to share more. And we've noticed that the students actually want to listen and they want to hear our point of view, um, which has been a huge blessing <laughs> to, um, to witness, but for sure makes it hard. Like you still, we still have to ask the Lord for courage and for the fortitude to keep going out onto a campus that maybe isn't the most available or desirous of wanting to know who God is. Well, how about the athletes on campus? I know Johns Hopkins is a D3 school, so it's not the same skill level as a D1 school. But nevertheless, uh, does that give you a platform being a former D1 athlete and talking to other student athletes on campus? For sure. I think I think the athletes at Johns Hopkins are some of the coolest people I know. Um, I love, absolutely love getting to work with them. I actually have Bible study with them tonight, but yeah, they're they're so driven to excellence through their studies. They all either want to become a doctor, 
or an engineer, um, and they desire to like change the world in some form or capacity. And so, and on top of that, they're putting all their effort into their sports too. So it's been awesome to get to work with these athletes and, um, you know, they really don't care much that I played volleyball at Texas A&M. They <laughs> actually want to know more about my faith life, which is mm-hmm. awesome <laughs> to like not have your identity in the sport, but to see how God like works through that. And so, um, yeah, I, the athletes are great and I would like to say that they're more cool than I was at Texas A&M. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, athletes listening to this show, and I know prayer sustains you, obviously, and that's part of your life uh, for what you do. Um, but what would you tell athletes? What would be a good way of, say they don't pray at all, what's a good way of starting to pray or to build that relationship with God initially? Yeah, for sure. Great question. Um, well, as an athlete, we're, we know that consistency is the way to be the best it's consistently working out each day consistently giving your best and um it's the same thing with with prayer if we can just make it consistent each day whether it's five minutes or 15 minutes of giving silence to the lord inviting the lord into your heart of like your truest struggles or your truest joys just making it consistent each day and it just has to be a little bit and maybe over time, adding some more time to your prayer, mm-hmm. you'll see it blossom just as you see your athletic ability blossom over time. And so I would say my biggest piece of advice is keep it consistent um, and you can have fun with it too. It could be through reading scripture or open heart prayer um, or praying with a friend. Just make it consistent each day. Yeah, some good words there and advice as well. Well, Allison Fields has been our guest. Uh, Really appreciate what you're doing, Allison. Uh, You know, you don't hear about this in the secular media too much, about uh, a young woman like yourself reaching out and caring about the spirituality of students on campus. But uh, it's much needed because God is in our midst for sure. I want to thank you for coming on Blessed to Play. Best wishes to you and your work there on Johns Hopkins and and in in your future as well. And uh, I certainly appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Thank you, Ron. God bless you all. Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two play, dot com. You can like us on Facebook and hit us up on the platform X at Blessed to Play. For Allison Fields, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.